Transcending the Veil. Klaus, I'd like to pick your brain on a bit of the experience that we have and the mind exploration that we're in right now because we both are on this path yet there is a broad spectrum from either you've never done this mind exploration that we're on until that you can read books from well let's call them established books in the field of philosophy and spirituality that point to apparent truths of how and what the mind is, what what consciousness is, what spirit is, and how it is all connected and how it works with the body together. But we ourselves, we are on this path of exploring and understanding what all of that means. And through, let's call them various explorations we, we are on, we come to an understanding where our mind is right now of understanding all of these topics. So I really would like to pick your brain on what your current thoughts are. So maybe we can use that as as an episode that we can listen to in five years time and we think, oh bloody hell, what did we talk about? But at least, least it is a manifestation or an insight into our current state of mind about these topics. So without further ado, do you just want to start and explain what your current thoughts are and what your recent experiences are that led to these thoughts? Yes, certainly. I like that you say current because everything is evolving. My understanding or inner standing changes and I feel we all get inspiration that changes our worldview if we keep our minds open, open-minded, open-mindedness. What is that in essence? Mind. I had a psychic reading with a transmedium called Tim Abbott uh, yesterday, and one of his guides came through called Edward. And this consciousness, I um, I realized talking to this entity through a medium, a physical medium, I started reflecting on my perception of this energy that I could see, I could see a physical reaction when the physical medium blended his energy with that of spirit or that of Edward. There was physical changes. He could move his hands, his mouth, his voice, vocal cords are activated by spirit, by consciousness. And reflecting on the experience on a sound aspect of things and on the name of this entity, Edward, that implied 
it's a um, human name. It is name of a male. And his pitch, the medium's pitch of voice indicated or gave me the impression that it was a man, an old man, British, because he spoke English, and Tim is from the UK. So it led me to think in the beginning that it was a British old dead guy talking through this medium. And in part, that is true. It is a dead man, but it's a concept. And what Edward conveyed to me, asking me questions about where this energy came from, after reflecting on that simple question, I started expanding my mind into thinking and perceiving other realities of my own mind. And I, there was one question from, from this spirit when he talked through this physical being called a human body, which is in trance, which is Uh, if we compare it to brainwave states, it's in the theta level below 7 hertz of brain activity or frequency. And in that range, all of us can access that part of us that is larger, tapping into source or collective consciousness or field of opportunities or endless field of everything, essentially the essence or the source, or some call it God. We all are co-creators and subjectively we are creators, but we create this reality with other people, with other entities, with other levels of energy And when I listened more carefully to the message that this consciousness called Edward actually gave me, it resonated very well with me because it indicated and implied that the message was not coming from a dead man in that sense, because that view is too limiting or too restricting. It was a message from spirit. And now I don't have proper words to actually describe what spirit is. Not currently at least. But I recognize that the message that I received and the, the intelligence that I interacted with in that sitting was aware I could have a dialogue, a conversation like you and I have now. And 
apart from being very delightful to have that conversation because it was like having a conversation with a grandfather real nice grandfather but that is only a perception because if I instead of listening to the words and giving the, the words meaning I listen to the vibrations of those words expressed and it, it is in expression of sound that carries an energy that we can tap into. So when you read a book or when you when I text you a message, Nils, you I'm expressing something from my consciousness or mind or soul. I put that into a electronic device and you probably, when you see those pixels on your phone, you recognize them as letters based on your memory bank. You probably, when you read those words, perhaps you hear my voice expressing them because you know me. But you're translating a written word that you make into sound in your head or your mind. So everything is vibration. So when we look, when you take a step back, and this to me is kind of mind-blowing, and it was yesterday when I was really deep diving into this. We have physicality, which in essence is matter or energy condensed into something that we, we perceive as something visual objects but we also know from studying the mind that what we see in the world I have created by my mind by my perceptions my rules my thoughts on how things work we know that as humans our eyes can only perceive a limited spectrum of light light being energy and when we perceive an object as 3d it's because of the shades that we see on an object that makes gives it depth we have two eyes and the distance between the eyes gives this stereo observation that gives us depth i don't know how it works for blind people I don't know how it works with people with only one eye. Depth perception, I assume, is different than if you have two eyes to give input to your brain. So, physicality is a state of vibration that I perceive, all of us perceive, based on the lenses, our psychology, our psyche, all the indoctrination that we've had as children on this plane, family, work, relationships, all of that, all the inspiration, all the books, everything that we've taught and learned. If we take a step back, 
it is not far-fetched to say that there are other existences alongside ours. We know that thoughts are energy. Thoughts can be acted upon through our vehicle, vehicle called a human body. We manifest thought through our vehicle called a human body. I believe in perhaps Hinduism, or at least there's a, a spiritual notion that our body is a temple. It's a sacred vehicle to be honored. Not because I'm a man, not because some object or biological entity is female. That is polarity. And we live currently in a dimension or an awareness or, as you put it, um, not dimension, but you used another word the other day, density. And that reality has certain attributes or properties. Like this reality that we call earth plane, we have certain thoughts of how things work here. We have duality, black and white, good and evil. We have polarity, man, woman, air, water, different aspects of energy. So if we take a step back and, and say that what other options are there? Let's expand our mind a little bit. We're not just humans. We are spirit having a human experience. That which is talking to you now is some kind of intelligence. I'm interacting whatever I am. is interacting with something I see on a screen in front of me that is already mind-blowing if you think of it, because I see a picture of you on my screen. I know being a, having enough knowledge about IT technology. I know that a camera is sitting on top of my laptop translating an analog input, or let's call it an input, translated into something that can be used to send in a digital form, binary form, zeros and ones to another techno uh, technology anywhere on this earth plane. It can be picked up, colors, sound can be picked up and translated into, assembled again into something that you see and perceive as a 2D flat representation of me but your mind translates it into a 3D object because of the shades. So if you take the stance of how does ETs and UFOs fit into all of this? We can go there a little bit. Because it is not that far-fetched 
to think that as we know that physical matter as we perceive it is only energy condensed into something that we, we can see visibly. But energy, as we know from water, if you heat water, it turns, it changes, its form changes into something else. You can freeze water, you can heat water, it turns into something else, gas. You can turn it into water again. But still, it doesn't change. Energy doesn't change. Energy is energy. The form of it changes based on what actions you take around it. You heat something. You freeze something. And before we go further, I'd like to go a bit back into the beginning of your, let's call it a monologue. That's been going on for 15 minutes. <laughs> um, you you started out at the point of explaining that, right, there was a discussion uh, through a medium, so a physical human being who was in trance, and you were speaking to a non-physical entity, I would phrase it right now, called Edward. And... You were using words such as consciousness, spirit, mind, and soul. Those are all concepts of non-physicality. So it's tricky to, to really prove them, physically yeah. at least. What is your understanding of those words? That's a good question. I don't well I wouldn't say I don't know but I have certain opinions the impression I got from talking to spirit um, through Tim I got the impression that mind and consciousness were two separate things I know that if I refer to the English English language which I really enjoy I love the play of words that the English language provides. Mind your own business. I don't mind. Mind over matter. Mind the gap. I like those play with words. Consciousness, on the other hand, is more related to psyche, psychologically. And I associate, I think of mm, philosophers or people that think they were in the know, like um, Freud, Carl Jung. They had their definitions of what consciousness is, or psyche, psychiatrists psychologists, psyche. And that to me could imply, this is my current understanding at least, that consciousness can be local, 
meaning it is somehow attached to the experience we have as physical beings, whereas mind is universal, omnipresent, always there, without space, without time. So I can't really explain it any other way than there is a difference, but that is merely based on a need to place that activity or thought or whatever we call it, inspiration to place that, let's say, geographically inside or outside of me. We know that we have seen ourselves that people, some people are named psychics, mediums, clairvoyants, people that are able to communicate with spirit as bridge builders they bridge the gaps between different realities. There's such a thing as evidential mediumship. And the essence of that is to prove that life, whatever that is defined is as continues after our death, physical body death. And we have people that are very good at providing that evidence to people that are still in physical form, in flesh incarnated. So we know you and I have seen it. Other people have visited psychic mediums and we can see it everywhere. That there's good evidence indicating that whatever consciousness is looking out through my eyes and everyone else's eyes is an energy. And that energy, like water, changes its form after the physical death. Water becomes something else. It evaporates, freezes. You heat it up, it turns into a gas. Same with energy. So for me, that implies that energy exists on different levels and having a human experience is just one of them. And I can't define currently the, dif well, the, the distinction or the difference between mind and consciousness other than my impression currently. What about the words such as spirit and soul? That is also a good question. Um, my perception as of today is spirit, let's translate that into the creator or creation itself, God, spirit, essence. And all of us strive for some kind of development. We are looking to looking for ways to express, to manifest, to be creative. And I believe 
this is something that comes not from being a human, is not related to being a human. It is related to a wish or an intention from what we can call spirit, which is everything. Soul might be a part or fraction of that because spirit divides itself, that is my understanding, into something that can perceive and express. So let's say just for the argument's sake that we have a soul, but we are part of something greater already. All of us are. Humans, everything living, everything biological, even inanimate objects like rocks, trees, you name it. Everything is energy condensed into something. <clears throat> so the soul, soul and soul, the soul intention of this is expression and discovery and expansion. So we even hear concept of like these very, um, you know, when we hear something on, on the news about scientists, whatever they are, say that the, the universe is organic, it expanding all the time. It's infinite. Some people, some wiser people say that it is conscious. But none of them talk about dimensions. In which dimension are we talking? Which part of reality are we talking about? Most of us are limited to the physical understanding because we are physical beings. So if we bring the topic of dimensions or um, the other word is densities into that topic, so how do you see physicality, consciousness, spirit, mind and soul in relation to these densities? Is, is there, how are they connected? Are they going across the densities? Are they different in the densities? What, what is your current understanding? Let me share a story. Perhaps that will provide some answers. When we do recordings of a episode for their podcast, we use technology to record the sound vibrations. We use technology to capture, if we do video recordings, something is, a technology is able to translate visible photons into something that makes sense when we unpack it again on another device. So we don't know, we can't see the bits and bytes that is a result of that recording. 
that is another dimension. That is another form of density. We place it in the so-called cloud, right? And that is another aspect even further away from our physical understanding. It is still a dimension. May I directly ask on this example, can you extrapolate that example a bit further? Because I would say you could argue that you could observe the electrons that move through a wire and the electronic and magnetic charge on uh, in an electric circuit board is observable and measurable. So I would say we're on the brink of actually seeing them. So they are physical and therefore also in our dimension and density. Would you have an example that clearly goes beyond that point? Uh, it sounds like a leading question. Um, my current understanding, I understand the technical aspects of this, but it is still, we are, we are using equipment, technical equipment, to measure something that implies physicality. Okay, so different point of view. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> that technology is is only capturing part of reality. Because we know, let's say, let's call it electrons moving from A to B. That energy contains information. We know that. Bits and bytes combined turns into sound, turns into visible things. It carries energy. But we are limiting ourselves only to the physical aspect. We create technology using voltmeters, whatever, to measure something. But it's only a physical technology. Why not think that that kind of technology exists for other dimensions as well? We have invented this kind of technology in our understanding of this reality. But looking into other dimensions, like just the other day, I, I figured, well, how do I actually make this concept of dimensions? How, what is a practical example of that? And I thought of this recording, I say that. We put that into something we, we call a cloud outside omnipresent <clears throat> and I started to realize that could be an example of what a density is or a dimension is we also know from I'm getting more and more into the dimension aspect of this because on psychedelic during a psychedelic, psychedelic experience, we know that we are accessing other parts of our consciousness or energy system. I don't know what to call it. Mind, let's say mind expanding. I think that is the word, mind expanding. There are other realities there accessible for us human beings. 
what another uh, psychic told me uh, the other day was that as we are pure awareness, we are having a human experience. So having psychic abilities is not an ability, is an inheritance. It is natural for all of us. And I like that. I like that idea. So we know for a fact, because of our own personal experience with altered states of mind, whatever that is, that we can perceive something else when we, for instance, activate that part of us uh, that is able to do that using so-called psychedelics. So there, I know that there are other realities intermingling with this current reality I'm perceiving. I can perceive heat if I put my hand over a flame. I can see it. I can see the light. Light implies darkness, duality. But that is related to our, this reality. So if we now jump back into where I cut you off earlier, that where you started with the extraterrestrial implications. If we now throw this topic into the soup, how do we how do we make sense of this now from your perspective? Well, certainly, my understanding currently is that as physical form, we have a five star shape. We have two legs, two arms and a head, five star. If you cut an apple in half, you will see the same shape, five So you mean the, the five seeds? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And this is just related to this form of expression. So when our, our spirit or consciousness or omnipresent presence, whatever that is, desires to experience and express and manifest, that human form is just one of them. So why not think, why not play with the idea that at least a physical five-star humanoid uh, physical body is just part of everything other we can see just in our local earth here that we have different forms of existence we have uh, we have birds still two wings two legs one head but we also see in in other dimension that is water in the sea, we have different forms of life happening there. We have fish. It takes another different form. Uh, 
you can uh, argue whether fish are intelligent or not. Dolphins certainly are. Whales are. But those are other expressions of life, intelligence. And it's just one part of the overall. So I believe that, first of all, our mind or our awareness talking right now has a seed of this divinity from source. And that seed exists in every aspect of existence, of life. So we have, let's take a step further, saying that we have, we know of people, shamans, let's call them that, psychics that are in touch with spirit and can communicate with people that are no longer in flesh. Disincarnate spirits, ghosts, intelligence. That's just part of it. So why not? So for clarification, you're now talking about evidential mediumship, which is channeling a deceased person. Right? Yes. So, so the spirit of a person that used to be physically present. But you also talk about shamans and uh, psychics. So then we're going beyond that idea and actually saying that spirits are present everywhere such as you know specifically in shamanism where essentially we say there's a spirit in a tree essentially there's a spirit in a rock uh, anything sort of that when you go into the medical aspect there are a lot of spirits uh, present in your body uh, in the organs and so on so that is the field that you're talking about now just just to make it clear to give some words yeah. to it yeah yes. okay yeah, yeah. and I'm starting to perceive, because shamans, as I started saying, I like the English language. Shaman, healer, teacher, all sorts of activity related to bridging the gap between this reality and everything else. Attempt to give them labels to better understand this. Shamans, oh, they work with plant medicine. No, they work with drumming that produces sound. Plant medicine activates something inside you that you already have. It just expands your mind. It, it removes layers of doubt. Changes your mindset. You just hinted at something of removing layers of doubt. I think in one of our discussions, you also expressed that feeling of that sort of layers of the onion that you went through, where you had sort of an original or past understanding of things we're talking about. But now you're bridging that gap or you're transcending a few veils, <laughs> going through the layers of an onion and have a different understanding. Do you, do you want to explore that topic a bit and ex well? explain it how what happened to you the recent sort of the recent time mm, i don't know where to start because it is a gradual process and i believe 
as I have focused more on my inner work, my inner world, uh, the last, at least, during this uh, crazy corona time where everything was in lockdown, especially there I started thinking, um, what else is there? Because we cannot go outside our house because you know everything is locked down. I started there more consciously deep diving into my own mindset and exploring aspects of my being that I perhaps didn't know that much about. I identified as a physical human body having some kind of spiritual experience. But it's the other way around. Spirit having a human experience. That I know for a fact now. And this is this is coming back to your question, like what happened? I believe that synchronicities is the cause of this. But if you look at the law of attraction or quantum physics, I attracted this. It's already there. Time does not exist. I already manifested whatever awakening this is. I attracted it. And I was ready to resonate with it now. So whatever happened in my work life, in my private life, in all aspects of life, something has changed. Something has made me more, more confident of my mm, expressing my truth. However false or correct that might be, but it's my current understanding. <clears throat> and then we can start diving into what, what is synchronicity? Right. You have experienced synchronicity a lot. Yes. And so what is your definition of synchronicity? How do you see in, in your worldview? How does this look like? What is it? I think we leave that answer for another episode. <laughs> but let's jump back into that topic that you started with the implications of extraterrestrials. And how does this tie into my understanding of reality, my current reality? First of all, I have no direct physical, visual, at least in the physical plane, experience visually seeing them, whatever them implies. Yet at my, the same I, time yet. you had non-physical experience. Yes, definitely. I had one yesterday when I talked to the physical medium. That is a non-physical entity. And it was just my perception that made it, made me think that it was a person, personality. But spirit doesn't need personality. It is our, it is my mind, probably everyone else's mind. Like we, we perceive energy and put a context to it. So ETs could be or is another expression of life. They may have, and now I say they, I don't know, I'm, I'm, put, I'm making that into a personality again, because that is easiest for me to perceive. 
other people may see i well other people might perceive the et energy as something else orbs physical objects perception is subjective we know of people that are in communication with other entities called ets they identify themselves as coming from pleiades a star constellation another human invented concept we have uh, let's let's say our collective consciousness thinks that ets come from other planets indicating physicality not thinking about the dimensions or density of energy here that's limiting with the knowledge that spirit wants to express life form can take any shape so therefore i logically feel that other intelligences exist i have seen them in altered states of mind i have seen objects move around on the sky during night i've seen objects flash when i ask them to not always sometimes we know of people like steven greer that has documented a lot of these physical sightings but also psychic sightings of these so-called ets or some people call them aliens depending on what kind of lens you look through hollywood perception or uh, real life visible experience of course they exist it's just another expression of life and what is their agenda what is ours we are expressing we are spiritual beings having human experience it's a happening without judgment so we've now probably discussed 45 minutes a topic a bit of a mind experience or experiment a thought process an understanding and essentially we talked about or you talked about physicality and non-physicality so we're now in the realm of a topic that i would say exceeds a bit our ability to talk about because we have this medium which is talking words writing and so on that we communicate with in our physical plane field yet we talk about something that is non-physical and i i'm getting the feeling that we're now talking yet we haven't even scratched the surface of what actually is in your mind that you want to transport through communication so if you reflect on this how do you feel about this discussion that we've just had where you try to use language to communicate concepts that are quite abstract 
Is language enough? Sound vibration is the key here. My words are not important. The sound aspect, like you talked about electrons carrying energy, information. My words carry, not my words, my the sounds I vibrate through my vocal cords contain information, energy. So that is that is the essence here. And where does sound come from? Wow.